forgive me. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today, we welcome a very special guest and friend, Adam Lazara from Taking Back Sunday. It is fitting he is number one. I met him early on in my days at college down in North Carolina when I'd see him at shows all the time. He was in high school then, and it was something where no matter the show, Adam was there. So during our catch-up and the podcast, we talk about one of the four shows he's ever played as a band that coincidentally led him moving up to Long Island. And as someone who was a fan of him before the band, this was a magical thing. Someone from around here in North Carolina is going to live in New York City? Wow! It was unreal. As the years passed and releases, uh, we'd spare a minute or a quick hello to catch up. And it's fitting for 200 um, because we're coming up on 10 years of the podcast next month, 14 years of Washed Up Emo, and you kind of tend to look back and remember who was there next to you at the beginning. Adam was that person. It feels good to know Adam is a part of this series, and like Emo, no matter if he showed up today or 20 years ago, it's all here waiting for you. So thank you to everyone out there over the last almost 10 years and now 200 episodes to listen, support, reach out, suggest a guest, buy the book, share with a friend, etc. I don't do this for anyone else but you and to keep these stories alive. The popular era of this genre will continue to be the easy joke and a way to describe, but maybe, just maybe as we push past 200 and tell these stories, it'll have a nice footnote or an addendum with these stories and how many people were involved to make this happen. I am just a medium and no way involved like these bands are with the music and the hard work that they put in. I hope we talk like this at 300, 400, 500 episodes because there are that many more stories to tell. Do not forget to check out Adam's latest project where we discuss extensively called fucking whatever. It's with our boy Anthony Green from Circus Survive. It is a solid record and worth listening to. So that is a side project from Adam Lazera called Fucking Whatever. Okay, enough talking. Let's get on with the show. This is the special episode 200 of the Washed Up Emo podcast with Adam Lazera. It's Tom Mullen. Hey, man. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Let me just uh, pop outside here. So how's it going, man? Long time uh, no talk. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, man. You too. You too. Long, long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where are you living now? I am in California. How are things with you? Good, man. Good. We're just uh, getting through it. You know, we we also recently... we moved, we came back to Charlotte, so we just moved back here, and we're just kind of slowly getting adjusted. Damn, back to the NC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I've been in Charlotte for probably, like, you know, like, when I left North Carolina, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm never living there again. Oh, my God, I'm so glad. And, and then I think it was, like, probably, like, 13 years ago, we moved back to Charlotte, or, like, we moved we moved back to North Carolina, but we moved to Charlotte and then, uh, this is just kind of our home now, you know, like I, like I think we'll be here for, for the long haul. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, I'm stoked that 
um, you know, Thomas reached out and I want to talk about fucking whatever. And hopefully you're ready for a little trip down memory lane. I think this conversation will be different. I know you've done a million of these, um, but uh, this podcast has been around for 10 years and I've been waiting for you to be on. So. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm pumped. So first thing we'll do is you'll state your name because Ian McKay told me to do this. State your name, the date and where you're at. My name is Adam Lazera. It's Monday, July 26th. And I am standing outside of a restaurant called Soul Food, uh, but spelt like Seoul, Korea in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's very rainy. There's lightning off in the distance. Perfect for the Washed Up Emo podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Adam. Um, Man, I kind of feel like uh, that that like felt pretty NPR. We spoke about that. It did. I think there I think we should do the sweaty balls routine. <laughs> so, um i just i love um that where where you are but then that's where you kind of came from and where we met which yeah i forget what show it was or whatever but my memory is just always seeing you at shows it was just every show i was at you were there yeah there there was in um you know like we were well, yeah, like in because I grew up in High Point um, from Alabama, moved to High Point when I was a kid. And then so like that High Point, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, and then to going up to like Chapel Hill and Raleigh. And then it it's like funny because now like a lot of the shows, you know, they come to Charlotte in rather than going to Chapel Hill, just like Live Nation moved into Charlotte. So like they've been getting a lot of those shows. So I thought that was interesting just being able to see that shift, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, that's the only thing that was my favorite thing to do. Still is one of my favorite things to do. There just haven't been many shows to go to. I just, were you in high school when we met? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think when we met, I think I was 15 or 16. Wow. And then, cause like, yeah, like I was 15 because I remember, um, you know, hanging out with like Paige and stuff. And there was some day, like I remember when I was like, when like I first asked like, hey, can I borrow your car? And like I could like legally drive, you know, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is crazy to say out loud now that I am thinking about it. But. <laughs> Uh, I was always wondering this and I wanted to remember there was a time when one of your early bands opened for air type 11 and I've yes. given Artie shit for this on the, on oh, my, I go Artie, do you remember heckling Adam? And he's like, I don't remember. I was too drunk or maybe he was just fucking Ooh. with me, but he was like yelling at you. And I think you guys started the song on like different notes and you started it a couple times and he was just berating you. Oh yeah, dude. He was brutal. What band that was, was that? To this day, one of the worst shows I've ever played, but <laughs> it was all, like, but like Artie and Phil and Adam and those guys, like they, like it was okay. My thing was, I just want like Artie, you know, he's always been like one of my heroes. Right. So like I was just mortally embarrassed, but then he was, like after the show, you know, like talking with them and all that, like it like made me feel better because I felt like it was kind of like an like an initiation of sorts, you know, <laughs> like 
because because I had met them before and and known them before, and then but that was I feel like when like I kind of was in a way graduating from just the that little kid that was always around. Yeah. Um, there there was but he uh, and it's funny because it's actually because of Phil from Aerotype Eleven that I met the Taking Back Sunday guys. Oh right. So, in winston-salem at uprisings because there was because sons of abraham was supposed to play and then i was like oh man it's gonna be sick and then so get to the show you know and then um somebody was like oh sons of abraham canceled and then i was so bummed i like turned the corner and phil's standing there and i'm like hey man what are you doing here is there a type playing and then and then he's like no i'm just filling in on bass for my buddy's my buddy ed and then you know, we like watched the, or like I stayed and watched the show. And then afterwards, Emily Jane was there too. And then, so like, we like, you know, after the show, we went to Waffle House as you do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, got to talking to him and I was just like, could I try out for your band? <laughs> and that's the rest is kind of history. Wow. From that show. Yeah. 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 And like, then like, I always tell Neil too, you know, Neil Rubenstein, I'm all or like we actually saw him recently. Like he did a he had a show because uh, he's doing comedy now. He's, dude, he's just so good at it. But because he sang for Sons of Abraham, so I would just always say like, "Man, thank you for canceling that show." <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, 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 because then, yeah, that would be a great bit for him. Like I started Taking Back Sunday by canceling yeah. the show. <laughs> Or I got Adam in Taking Back Sunday. By Sunday, because I wasn't there at the show, so they had more time to hang out and get to know one another. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I so. thought that was a... I think, I think there's only a certain amount of time, and I think probably as, as I get older, I think about these pockets of time where things happen, and you think it's forever. And I, and I was, you know, thinking about that time period of those late 90s shows if it, you know, 96 to 2000 or a little bit before, a little bit after, it just seemed like there was a lot of people putting a lot of time into that scene. And it kind of, I felt it was, it was there before, but it seemed like, um, big moments or big shows to us, big shows to us were coming oh, through. Yeah. What do you remember about that? Like time? I remember like, I like the thing, the first thing I remember is like being in high school and like there was, um, you know, like the guys and, or like local North Carolina, so like pest and like 30 deep and like, there'd be like code seven flyers, like around the high school and like seeing it and thinking like, Oh my God. And then like the guys that were putting them up, you know, like Matt Brown and then just being like, these are my people. Oh my God. And then going to the shows and then just seeing, because they weren't like these grand scale, I mean, as you know, you know, they weren't like these grand scale productions. Like, no. it was, like it was just like, hey, here's a room or a basement or here's like an empty warehouse we plug some things into. And then so, but everyone there was just all getting lost together. You know, like it just felt like, you just really felt like, oh my God, I found my people like i remember for the longest time like i wouldn't even listen to anything else like that was outside of kind of that orbit like 
like the band or like mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin. I didn't discover that stuff till I was like, you know, 25. <laughs> Cause like, I was just like, like, so I had my blinders on, uh, just for kind of that scene, I guess. Um, and it, and, and it was a big part of, uh, like who, you know, I like wanted to be and like what I was kind of chasing. I thought it was special too, that in that time period, like I didn't have to think, I mean, now you probably text a million times and you make sure you're there and what the set time is, but I don't know. It's the Duke coffee house and hot water's there. I'll see Adam. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I remember that show. (laughs) Dude. I took a Greyhound bus from high point to Gainesville for that live at the hardback show that they did. What? Remember that? Yeah, of course. Then, um, it, and it took, it took so like, it took probably like 18 hours, like on that bus. Like it it was the longest bus ride. And then, cause I didn't have a car that would make it, you know? And then, um, and, and like Paige had just moved down there. And then, so, uh, but like, yeah, like we were, that was like, it's, I like feel that like for so long, nothing like that's the only thing that mattered, you know, like I was, I was like, or like with school or anything, like I ended up getting my GED later and I didn't graduate high school on time because I had missed so many days. Cause I would just find out when the tests were, you know, and like go for that. Wow. And it, and like, so like I was like, my grades were fine, but I just missed so many days. They couldn't pass me. So, there and that was all because you know like i didn't care about anything else like it was just the music and those shows you know like that was like uh like the only thing that mattered to me what about hardcore and diy what connected to you there's uh well like i yeah that's a big question I guess you can say, like, just like you said, you were sort of in that orbit. I felt the same way. Like, I had a rule at my college radio station at WSOE. If you played anything on the radio, actual radio, right of the dial, I took you off the air. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Well, like, too, because it was, like, uh, well, like, that stuff, like, I feel that, like, it was a world that, like, if you wanted, like, you could be a part of building. Like, you could be... um you know, if it's like going to Kinko's at like all hours of the night, like make flyers or like a little zine, or if it's like any of those things, like there's like, you could be, uh, you could be a part of this thing, you know? And, and that's like, um, I think one of the things that was so appealing, cause I didn't really like looking back, you know, like I didn't, that was the first thing that I found that I was like, Oh my God, this, like, this is where I fit. Like, these are my people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I never really, uh, um, or like there wasn't anything else up to that point to where that I connected with, like just instantly. What about hearing, um, the word emo for the first time? Do you remember where you were? I don't remember where I was, but I remember we used to, and then we still, well, no, not as much now because it's so strange. I remember that's what we used to use to make fun of our friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, like if they were like being too sensitive or something. And and um and like it was just more of like a like a joking derogatory term. Uh, and honestly, if there was any other podcast with the word emo in it, I wouldn't do it. But because <laughs> of you, I know. I'm sorry. It's like I'm like okay, it's, okay, it's cool. Because like your like your idea of what that means, I believe, is the same as mine. Like when you're thinking about like call like if you were to call some like call a band an emo band, you know, you're thinking like Rites of Spring or like even later like Get Up Kids like that kind of era, like mm-hmm. promise ring, you know, like, <laughs> like, and, and so it's, and like, even then, you know, it's not like something that I like think anyone ever really claimed though. I do remember I had moved to Wilmington with my dad for like a year. And then I met uh, my buddy Ben down there and we were driving around. He had this old uh, Chrysler Beretta. Remember those? Of course. And then, but uh, so we're like driving around Wilmington and uh, like pouring rain, you know, like probably like September, like hurricane season. And, and, uh, and he was, uh, and we were listening to that, um, that uh, Dave Matthews, the acoustic record he did with Tim Reynolds. Oh, right. And it, which is fucking out of sight. And then, like, I was never into Dave Matthews because, like, the people that listened to Dave Matthews, you know, were the same people that would give me shit at school. So I was like, fuck Dave Matthews. And then, but, um, <laughs> but, like, that, for some reason, like, I heard it. And, like, this is undeniably amazing. And, and so, anyways, we're, like, driving around um, listening to that. And then, uh, and then I remember looking over at him, like, nah, man, that's emo. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> there's... Or like we were having a conversation about like what, like what even is it? So, I don't think anybody's ever you know. There's been maybe a handful. I think it's just it's just an interesting um, moment in time. And yeah, that's again the point of the podcast is like to tell this story that it is from the '80s through today. And there's all these sounds and things that intermix, but um, it just seems it seems like the that piece of it has kind of hung on to it where you kind of say it, you, not you, but just in general, you're sort of saying it. And then there's this connotation underneath that you have to explain. And. Oh yeah, dude, there's like, like honestly now, like when people are like, Oh, you're in, you're in that emo band. It bums me out so hard (laughs) because I'm like, man, I like to think that there's not. Cause it like that word and like that connotation be, became like it like it became this thing in the same way maybe not in the same way or the same impact you know but uh, but as like grunge or something you know like a like a word like that like it like it becomes this thing of like you might as well be saying to somebody like oh you were part of that fad right and that doesn't feel good because it's like no like since i was a kid this is all that i've cared about and like i put every everything i have into it and like so no i'm not that fat but yes i am in a band and because i'm the luckiest guy i know (laughs) so that that again and i this isn't something i want to harp on but it's just really interesting because i remember one of the shows you did at irving it was i think it was the tidal wave record i think it was like the most uh, that one where you played the whole record front to back 
Yeah. And I was like, fuck yes. I forget where I was at Irving. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like you got to make them wait. You know, it's like, you, do you want the hits? You gotta, you gotta hear the record. And like, yeah. here's our shit. And I think, <laughs> I think there's like, there's this, this feeling of like, like it was so singles driven and, 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 and the videos and all these things. And I think, I think the, the respect, I think it was so much better music that was not looked at seriously and should have been, um, especially then and, and before, but it, I just love that you did that because it was like, Hey guys, are you here? Well, guess what? You're going to hear the whole record. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, <laughs> thank you for saying, and, and, and for, for us with that, well, like one, like, it's like, man, like this is how we hope people would experience these songs, you know, like this. Right. And, it, and, and then two, there's that thing of like, like that, obviously the thing that you're, have been working on most currently is the thing that you're going to be most excited about. But then even putting all that stuff aside, there's something about being able to go out there and like being like, okay, nobody knows these songs. Like it's, there's this nervous energy that I remember feeling like when we first started playing and then it, or that, or like even, even a bit of what I would experience, like just going to shows and like seeing a band that I didn't know for the first time, you know, like you're really there and, and you're taking it in and, and, and you're like part of that thing with the band, you know? And then I was hoping, or like, I think the hope with everybody or all of us was that people might walk away with a little bit of that feeling as like, as well, you know, cause it's, um, Cause if it's just, I don't know, like if it's just like, okay, we're going to go out and play only the songs people want to hear and then go like, it's like, well, there's no like forward motion, you know, you're just kind of standing there like trying to recreate this thing that has already passed, you know? Does it, does the, the bands of the, the, your friends with and older and younger, like, are there discussions around that of, or just things of like, I wish it was this, or this is, you know, we've gotten to this point, this is crazy. Um, and you know, the, I just feel like there's this opportunity to like bring in that fan base that when it was, you know, that it was kind of at the top of the world for a minute, it seemed like there was that opportunity to bring people in. And I think, it's it's almost like you can do it secretly now. It's dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the secretly thing is a really interesting thing. Like, for instance, my buddy Greg was just like, Hey, I'm gonna go see the war on drugs. Guess where they're playing? And I'm like, Where? He's like, Madison Square Garden. And I was like, What? Because the last time we saw him, you know, it was a little club. Mm -hmm. And then but so I feel like a lot or I just said that just to say like I feel like a lot of that stuff can happen is happening off the radar for like a lot of different people and it, and but just with the internet mm -hmm. and all but to go back to what or like what you were asking like we haven't um like just the the conversations that we've had with like within the band you know are just more of like especially like approaching any like new ideas or anything is it, like it's always this thing of like okay, these are the people we are right now. So let's 
we try to make the best possible thing that we can and also the best representation of the people that we are right now because that's like each record you know it's like a like a snapshot like a photo album Mm -hmm. and then and i like think one of the reasons i feel so lucky and so fortunate is that i feel like a lot of the people that um that listen to our music you know have have been growing with us you know and like so we've been able to grow to grow together and then like go from subject matter you know like uh, something or just go from like more of like a younger kind of mind frame into like starting to become an adult you know and we're doing it together and and that feels real good you know because it's like it's real easy to feel like Maybe I'm the only one that feels this way. Maybe I'm the only one that that uh, that is looking at the world like this, and there's something wrong with me. And then, you know, because I have bands that do that for me, and then I can that I've grown along with too, and that's just a real special kind of bond to me. And I feel fortunate that we have that. But as far as those other conversations, I haven't had those with other people really. Uh, before we move off North Carolina and move up the coast to New York and I w- what other bands from North Carolina are, are not talked about enough? Well, from- Code 7, definitely. I mean, oh, like, yeah. hands down. There was, I remember once, I, I, oh man, I made, I embarrassed myself real hard in front of Jeff, who sings for them. We were in, we were playing South by Southwest in Austin, and they were there also. And there's one time, and like, we had been drinking like all day. And it's like, we go to the Code 7 show, and then like, I see Jeff, and I'm just like, dude you don't understand i saw you when i was 14 and but like this whole thing and i've never seen him since and and uh i can only imagine like his memory of me at this point but like <laughs> so embarrassed like i'm like, still embarrassed about it and it but um <clears throat> i mean that had to be like 10 years ago maybe even longer but um yeah like definitely code seven there's there's i like feel that like you know like what like like with blank face, like what Mitch and all them were doing was it just so awesome. The scaries. No, I don't, I don't think I know the scaries. The scaries were from, I think Wilmington. They were like more punky. They always played, no, they always played the cradle. I think you might dig them. Oh, I, wow. I figured you would pull that one out. No, I needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and check that out. That's but definitely, definitely cool. code seven. Um I'm trying to think other ones that you know that it was cool, like wh- knowing that like it, this brings me to like knowing that you had moved up there was like a big deal. I remember I, I grew up with Jody Stone, a friend of mine from home, yeah. and like she was in there and it was just like Jody, it's so crazy. This guy I know from like shows, he's up there and like might join this band, and you know, we're like super young and like it was like it was cool to watch that. And then I remember one of those early New York city shows. I think you like shouted out like, Hey, all the New York, all the North Carolina people in the house. And it was, it was like a community thing of like support and, and feeling that. And it just seemed like a throwaway state on the way to Atlanta. And it kind of, I think put it on the map a little bit. There, well, there was this thing, like, at that time, like, I feel like, especially with that Long Island scene, you know, like, Silent Majority and Movie Life and Glassjaw and those bands, like, there was kind of, like, this, this, like, I, like, felt almost like North Carolina was, almost became, like, a, like, a brother kind of to that scene just 
because like Pest and those guys started going up to Long Island to play, and then the Long Island bands would just start coming through. And I just remember like every time, like, oh my god, like it, it's all so good, <laughs> like, right? So, so then to be able to be a part of it, you know, like I was like, oh, like I've arrived. This is it. I'm here. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's kept it going? For you guys, you talked about earlier about, you know, what are we doing right now? What are we in that moment? And I want to bring up, because you guys are doing that tour with Jimmy, like I've asked similar stuff to Jim of just like, what what are these moments? And it's just, you know, to be able to continue to create and and give, um, that's like, I'm sure that you felt stress about it and, and there's issues of it, of, of, uh, being able to be creative, but what I think it's, it's amazing. You guys are still around and you should be around. What's, what's been some of the secret sauce as a band to keep that going? Well, the joke we always tell is that like, we don't know how to do anything else and we never wanted to do anything else. So we'll just, and we're too stubborn to like, let it go. (laughs) But, uh, there's it's um that thing you know that that each of us has hasn't ever gone away you know and like i don't know what dragon it is we're chasing but like there's like it's 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 there's especially after this past year you know you get to like really really understand like how just fortunate and lucky that we are to be able to do what we do and um there's i feel that there's never there's never been a point in my life to where i've felt like okay i'm an adult now so that was fun i'm not going to do that anymore like it's like i still feel the same way about it that i did when i was a kid you know like it's the the most exciting thing so that's and then two, to be able to process kind of just what is happening pers- personally, like emotionally and all, and all that. And then to be able to share it and to, and to see like, oh man, like, oh, I think we're good because I'm, I'm not the only one. So this is great. Like, so like you use the word give, like, I feel like it's a, like, that's a two way street. I love that. What are some other bands that you've been digging lately from back in the day or even just recently that have, that, that you've really, you know, dug or enjoyed? You know what I've been listening to a lot is there's this band called idols. Have you listened to them? No, they're, they're from, they're from the UK and I don't know what I would compare it to much heavier, a lot of chaos, Mm-hmm. But it's like um, there's when I heard this band, actually I saw because they did like one of those NPR tiny desk things, and it like came up in like one of my feeds, and I was like, "Who are these guys?" And they're like, and so um, yeah, but they just put out a new record not too long ago, and it's amazing. And there's so like he has this really thick uh really thick accent that like comes through so there's like a lot of like i feel like i i feel like everyone in that band is putting a lot of them they all have their personal stamp like real big bold letters on on their records you know and and i really like that 
That's so, badass. What about yeah. what about some old stuff? What about some old stuff? Like, did you pull out some old records or go deep into the Spotify and be like, oh right, I remember this. Any anything? We, we first off, you need to get on Apple Music because Spotify is just decimating what is going on in the music world right now. But there, there's um, the uh, Lifetime. I always go back to Lifetime. They were from the first time I heard Hello Bastards, like that record just kind of changed my view of things. Cause up till then it was like Nirvana and like Pearl Jam and like stuff, like stuff like that. And then I heard Matt actually let me borrow. He let me borrow Hello Bastards and earth crisis destroyed the machines. Great and, job. Yeah. Yeah. And then that lifetime record changed my world. And then, um, so it's actually funny because like I was telling you, we were moving back to Charlotte from Raleigh and then like on a lot of those drives, you know, cause it was a lot of back and forth. And then like a lot of those drives, like, cause those records are so short. Like I would listen to like three lifetime records and just listen to them again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy doing that drive too, when we were, moving you know i had all these memories were coming back because you're going up 40 you know because 40 and 85 Dude, 40 85 split 15 501 come on yeah man that was <laughs> so like that was the way to go to get to where we were living because we were up by nc state and then <gasps> so like um yeah we like pass the cat's cradle exit every time on the way home and like so it was uh it was it was pretty crazy i bought hello bastards at, at school kids did you? Oh, yeah. by uh, UNCG? Yeah. And then, of course, a ton of BB's record at BB's Music. Did you get a oh bunch of records God. there? Dude, we went, so like, this was probably, I, mean, I don't know how long, this was some time ago, but we were going to visit, um, going to my dad's house, and he was living, he's in Thomas now, but he was in High Point at the time, and then, I, and I, and I was telling Mish, my wife, I, I, I was like, look, like, let's go early. We'll go to the biscuit factory in high point. And then I want to take you to this record store because it changed like, cause you could go there and listen to anything new or used. Hey, and like, that I was just awesome. School and go there. And then like, at first those guys hated me. Cause I would come up with like eight CDs, you know, like I want to listen to these and they'd, <laughs> they'd, be, they'd, they'd be like this fucking kid. And then, so they, but, um, but then I, got to know him you know but well at matt he was in uh kill whitney dick hell yeah and and what what was the label um oh my god i can't remember fuck i'll i'll remember it i'll remember it a half hour and (laughs) and just just blurt it out but um he yeah so but we like go to the store and it was closed and you could and i'm looking through the windows and it was so sad like i just felt like i felt like like i took it really personally (laughs) like and then like and like we went and like looked through the windows you know and like there's nothing inside but you can see where like the where the displays were like the impression on the carpet whatever wow and then yeah it was it was a sad day bb's matt let me put up a flyer for my radio show at college and oh yeah I remember going in there a few other times and he he went do you did he 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 was like oh hey I heard you play a bunch of shy halud and I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And he's like, well, here, check out this. And he handed me a newfound glory. 
Oh, wow. And then I pull- You're like, you're not going to believe this, but that guy <laughs> sings for this band. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And I played it and I was like, oh my God, this is Rip. And I played it and I think this is illegal now, but I played it and all these kids in Burlington heard it and they ended up calling in and I said, oh, they're playing next Friday at 5.33 or something. And I went to go pick them up. Like, isn't that like, that's obviously <laughs> that's illegal amazing. now, but like they listened yeah. to the show. I brought them to a newfound glory. They played <clears throat> at whatever at, at five thirty three, And it, it was because of Matt. Matt was like, I know you dig shy. Halud. Check out that. Like those types of things. Um, I like because it was a trust and I didn't go and search wiki for six hours or watch 20 vid- YouTube videos. Yeah. There, no, like there's something more well, like two and, especially if you're getting the suggestion from someone that like you respect their taste, you know, or like someone like, it's also a compliment to, to you. If they're like, Hey, check this out. You might like it. You know, like there's like all of the music that, yeah, I was listening to at that time. I mean, like that's how you found out about it. And there's something really special about that. Cause I remember too, we would just stay up, and just talk about records, you know, like it, it and or just like a group of friends, you know, like sitting around like, oh, but have you heard this? Well, yeah, but I heard that like the whole thing. Right. And then now, I mean, maybe that still does happen. I'm not 16 or 17 anymore. So maybe there's somebody doing that someplace. I just liked the unknown. Like if I was sitting with you or we were somewhere <clears throat> and you were playing records or a mixtape or a mixed CD, I just... I love thinking to not have 17 notifications on my phone or my itch to go check, check my phone or my email or whatever it is. Dude, I remember specifically saying, I was actually talking about this the other day, specifically saying, because like, why would anyone want a phone on them all the time? That's ridiculous. And then now same thing. Like I can't go like, like 10 minutes without being like oh shit where's my phone <laughs> like just the, it's crazy how that how that changes you know like and i think people that are kind of like in our generation or that orbit too it's really a wild thing because we <clears throat> were like lucky like i feel like we were all very lucky in the sense that we got to experience like the kind of or the we got to experience the world at a at a very impress, impressionable age before all that happened. And then when all the technology you knows is advancing so quickly, you're we're still at an impress an impressionable age, but we got kind of the best of both worlds. I think our age, and I that's why I think this time period of when you and I were at those shows before you moved up there, there was just this like you maybe checked your email once a day. Like, I think I found about shows on the trust code message board and just drove there. Right. No time, no idea what time it starts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just hoping you're at the right place. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember there was a house show for karate just in Chapel Hill. I'm like, I don't know. Let's hope it's here. I guess let's knock on the door. <laughs> like that was, and I love that we're talking on the phone now. I love that, you know, I know, um, more stuff, but it just, there was that, I guess the impressionable age to, be able to in, have the patience to take it all in at that time 
even though we might've thought it was, we weren't, maybe it was, Oh, we were overwhelmed. You know, I was getting a ton of CDs at the radio station, but I still felt I was in it. And I don't know. I feel like I would have failed out of school or like it just been overwhelmed or maybe I would have been superhuman about it. I don't know. It just seems that was that last time to do that. Yeah. 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 It definitely feels that way. So, but like I said, maybe there's some kids there are. doing that, you know, that aren't relying so heavily on and, fucking Twitch or whatever the shit. And there, they will be, they will be a lot cooler than us. Are there other folks um, that you've met over the years that you've been able to talk about hardcore and punk with? Yeah, like a whole lot of people, you know, like it's because we all like, that's kind of one of the things that's so awesome and i'm actually su- surprised when we kind of meet people that or like on like tour say and like there and like there's a band and like they weren't into like that same kind of scene i guess you know like i'm always surprised it's like because in my mind i'm like oh this is just what everybody was listening to <laughs> but, so so but those conversations are always great because then you know you could be like oh fuck you ever heard about chamberlain dude you're gonna love that and they can be like dude, have you ever heard the river by bruce springsteen you're gonna love that like things like that you know like there's like this uh just you can exchange i like in those situations you can yeah it's just like what we were talking about you know just friends kind of introducing you to new stuff and finding finding out about it that way yeah, like anybody that you, comes off the top of your head that you're like, I had no idea that I'd be talking about Fugazi with this guy or or girl. Um, I mean, like that's happened. Like that's happened a lot over the years. Like I think like to, it's like hard for me to like pinpoint like, oh, this one time. Like, right. But like, like I remember for uh, like, well, Okay, so I I I think I think it was like 2004 we did this tour with Saves the Day, and I remember like the second night like going into their dressing room like, look, I got to get this out of the way. I'm a huge fan. I've driven from North Carolina, blah blah blah, this whole thing, and then I'm like, okay, got it out of the way. Sorry about that. Thank you. And it, so so it's been like more in situations like that, you know, like that's how they start off for me. Like I just have to get that out. So it's out there and like, then we can start from there. You know, did you come to the pizza place show that I booked of theirs? I think you'd already uh, left. I might've already been gone. Like, cause the, the only time I saw that, well, we drove to New Jersey. Actually, we went to like Jersey, Philly, New York. Cause at the drive-in and get up, and the get up kids were doing shows together. And then at the Jersey show saves the day was on it. But the only other time I think I saw them at crazy fest and then I saw them, uh, they, they played, it was in, I can tell you when it is. No, it was in Durham. It was at the Duke coffee house. Oh yeah. There. Do you know why? Cause I have a photo of it. Did you book that show? No, I didn't book the show, but I'm uh, trying to remember if you were trying to remember what other show you were at that show yeah. at the Duke coffee house. Um, I forget the guy that booked that show. Um, shit. He messaged me recently anyway, but you were at that show and that was like, you know, I think through being cool or can't slow down ish, probably can't slow down. Yeah, that was, bef- 
that was before through being cool because like David and them weren't and like Evan weren't in the band yet. Oh right. So, but then the next time I saw him, I think was that Crazy Fest because then that was like right around the time through being cool came out. Thinking back to that like boom and all this stuff happening, was there were did you did you remember? Do you have thinking back now with COVID, right? You've had more time to like think. There hasn't been shows. You're not in the cycle. Has there been a lot of like reflection? Have you thought about past time periods or or moments? Has it helped? You know, having some not time off, not from the monetary standpoint, because you guys should be out in the road making records and doing it, but from a from like a mental or personal standpoint, was it has it had you think about your past more or more looking ahead? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there was like a lot of reflecting. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like, Oh my God, who am I? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Like there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, like, I feel like the whole gamut, you know, like, and then I feel like for a lot of people, that's what was going on with them. You know, I talked to, or like everyone that I've talked to, they were kind of going through like a similar thing and, and which felt nice to know that, okay, I'm not fucking, the only person going crazy right now, but there's a, it's um, like, did you mean like, did I have time to like, or did I take time to reconnect with kind of that music or, or yeah, just, just that music or that band or even just thinking like, Oh man, we did this 15 years ago. I've never seen this before. I've never looked at this. You know, when you're kind of just running and I feel like there's a cycle with bands and, there's time to reflect, but it seems like, I don't know, there's always a, there, it seems like it's always running. And this was when everybody was sort of sitting for a minute. Yeah. There, there's, well, I like think the fact that there was with all that time and that we were moving. So like right. I'm like going through, like I've, like I've found uh, like a photo album for, and it had like all like, uh, Pictures from around the time, well, around like that Aerotype 11 show with Transit, the band I was in. And then like that whole thing, you know, which then like eventually leads to like, I'm like calling old friends, you know, hey, you doing okay? Like kind of thing. Like it's, there's, uh, so I guess in a, I guess in a way, like maybe that was helpful because I do feel like there was a lot of reconnecting that had there not kind of been that pause, you know, like a, like that might not have happened. And these were people that are like extremely important to me and important to the person that I am, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, life happens and you get busy, lose touch kind of thing. I think it, it, why I brought it up is it reminded me of just going to 533 or going to the cradle and seeing you or seeing Big Dave or whoever, uh, you know, the dudes in Hope's Fall, whatever. It was like you just went and saw them and it was natural. And the night took it where it went. You didn't really have expectations. Sure, there was bullshit. Sure, there was stuff happening. But just in general, even taking off the rose-colored glasses, it seemed like it was just, hey, I'm going to go to the show and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. I felt... The I random missed. phone call, like I got during COVID, friends would just be like, "What's up, dude?" Like I haven't, and I'm like, "This felt like the random phone call or the random meetup at the show, without 17 text messages." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there. Yeah, like there was. Yeah, I guess it did feel like that. Man, it's 
crazy to not feel or, or it's hard to not feel, you know, like kind of like this, uh, just this nostalgic kind of feeling, you know, of, uh, for that time. Cause it's like, that was really, especially now, like, like being so far removed from it, you know, uh, it's, it's, yeah, that really was just, that was just a special, special little, uh, I think we were lucky snapshot in my life, you know, I think we were lucky. I mean, you were insanely lucky, but I think I'm joking just, but like the luckiness, (laughs) you're not wrong, (laughs) but just thinking like we had all these places within 45 minutes, the gas was under a dollar. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Dude, I was delivering Chinese food and there was a gas station, like, like it was in like the strip mall and there was a gas station in the same parking lot and i remember gas was like 97 cents i like sound like and then we walked to school <laughs> uphill both ways you know but they're, they're, no like it was like 97 cents right and I, just driving to the shows being like oh fuck it who cares like it doesn't matter if there's three sunny day real estate shows we're going like it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> like we're jump in and the that feeling of that time and those shows and being able to sort of um i think in that time period, there was a lot happening that, like I said at the beginning, doesn't happen forever. 533 closed, right? Like these things yeah. aren't forever. And um, to be able to take advantage of it, like we could have stayed home, right? You could have stayed home and sat on your computer on the message board, but you went out. And I think that part of the being a part of the scene that I kind of feel like you still need to be at the show um, to feel it. And I know that there's many, we, we sound like grandfathers right now, but it just felt like that I was more connected than if I didn't go. Yeah. Well, like, too, I mean, there's the thing, you know, you're talking about like the text messaging and all that. There's still the whole thing about like, you know, like that wasn't a thing. So then like you'd show up like you, like you were saying to the show and you'd be like, oh, so-and-so is here. And then like you'd really catch up on what each other was doing. Granted, it was only like a week or a couple of days since last time you saw them, but like because of the shows, but there was still like a thing, you know, to where you would like I, just like really spend time like because it's hard now to like, I think, like have like a really focused conversation like that because it's like you were saying, like there's oh, there's these notifications going off in my pocket. There's this, there's this like, but just to really be there, you know, in that moment i mean like that's a hard thing and then that's what even goes back i think to one of my earlier answers like being like able to like be at this this yeah, uh this like show or event whatever and then just being able to get completely lost and being like this communal thing of being around a bunch of other folks that are also getting completely lost and you're all doing it together you know at like that's just, I think, one of the best things, and it's hard for that to happen now. Well, it it, it feels especially hard now because we haven't been able to have shows for a, over a year. So. Right. Um, and I know that uh, you've got other stuff to do, and so I only have a few more questions. I want to get to fucking whatever. and But I do want to say, what are some of your um, favorite emo bands, if they are, have that label? Um and if they don't, hardcore, you know that that fits. So what are some that you can rattle off that you've <laughs> like been... That, like, time. That time, like, grade. I, I still love grade. And then 
like always did. And then, so like, like grade, you mentioned Shai Halud, which right when you said that, like I, I like felt my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go listen to that late, <laughs> late, later. That like Chamberlain who just put out that. Yes. Red weather is so good. Yeah. So good. And so that lifetime, you know, like that stuff is my, like, that's my jam right there. But it's like funny too. Cause I, uh, like, or like our tour manager, Andy, he's, uh, like we were doing this thing in Charlotte and the guys all came once, like we could all be vaccinated and all that. And, and, uh, and he was there and he's just like the master playlist maker. Right. And, and, but it's amazing to me, like there's like how, like, I like think it's a testament to how, like how important all, like all these bands and this music is to me because it's there's he was putting on things like off of nothing feels good that i haven't heard and i can't even remember how long and i know every single word i know the drum fills i know like anything going on i know and and it's just a crazy thing hey mercedes also great band yes that comes to mind because there's that like that made me think like right when i said drum fill it made me think of that uh one song, uh, love that beat. And then bells that, that song bells when it kicks in, that's yeah. always a hot jam. Yeah. Hot jams. I love that. Well, and, and another band you haven't mentioned, um, but you guys are, you've done a split with and you're touring. Um, talk about your relationship with Jimmy. Jimmy world. Well, like we got to do a tour with them. Like it was right around the time our second record came out. And then uh, I just, it was amazing because whenever we get done every night, like, it's like you couldn't clean up fast enough because they were starting. <laughs> like, so you're just watching them every night. And then, like, at one point, Jim asked if I'd come out and sing Davy's part. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, it was just, I was beside myself that whole tour. And then, so, and then over the years, you know, we've gotten to do, like, there's been other festivals and things like that that we've done with them and they're like the first time I saw them was at five thirty three in that, Winston. Was that the, sh- was that the show with at the drive-in and lazy cane? Uh, Oh, I don't know what year. I don't think that the drive-in was there. It was off. Of, they were touring off, um, clarity. Um, which that timing seems about right. I think it was 99. Uh, was this via era? For, it was via era for at the drive-in because they had amps on top of their um, thing. I bet. Yeah. It, anyway, you saw them at five thirty-three. God bless. I was at that right. show. <laughs> ripped. They yeah, ripped. They're, 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 so, but so it, it's just a wild thing to me. I'm like, oh my god, this is one of my favorite bands, and here we are. Like we're getting to play with them, and like fucking they are. They say hi to me. This is crazy. <laughs> like it, it's it, which sounds so dumb when I say it out loud, but there's like, I mean, I'm still that kid, you know. It it it's just like uh, it, it's a wild thing. Actually, I think one of the last times we were with Jimmy World, we were playing a fest, uh, this like radio festival thing in Florida. Don't remember how many years ago it was, but I also really embarrassed myself in front of Jim because I was like look man I haven't done that I just gotta say and then <laughs> did the whole thing and afterwards mm-hmm. like 
it was a little weird. And then I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude. So hopefully when we see him again, it won't be too weird, you know? No, I, I definitely, uh, when he did the show, he was one of the like first 20 guests and two minutes in, this is before I became closer with them. And two minutes in, he's like, oh no, I listened to the show. Instantly went, oh fuck. You know, yeah, I've yeah. nerded oh, out about them on multiple episodes. Bad. <laughs> this is knows. bad. <laughs> he fucking knows. Uh, and then, you know, being able to, you know, yeah, like you said, be able to chat and stuff. But yeah, I still feel that too. Like they were on on Friday. I had Jim and Zach on my Twitch show talking about um, the anniversaries of Static and Bleed. And just the whole time I'm sweating. Like, I'm just like, I, I can't fucking believe I'm doing this. Like, you know, and it's just, I guess that's what keeps the kid in us. Like, I feel that. Like, I want to feel that. I don't want, I don't ever want to not feel that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, same here. You know, like I, I've had, there's been times to where like, I like feel like that part of me has been like real, just kind of like beaten up just because of like the way, like the person that like I'm <clears throat> putting on this pedestal, whatever would act. Cause you know, at a certain point it's like, I fucking know this guy. Right. Like, I was all his records. Like I know it's like the whole thing, but then like, you know, there's this part, uh, other part that has to come down to like planet Earth. Like, oh wait, no, I don't know him. I just know his records. And then, so yeah, he's being an asshole. That sucks. And I guess that's just how he is. Fuck. <laughs> like, um, so talk about fucking whatever. I love that you're working with Anthony. Um, yeah, it's it's it was extremely refreshing because. It was just like, whatever goes. And it like started because we were, you know, we did this tour and it it was like Seos and us and uh, Dashboard Confessional. And Ben was playing drums with Dashboard at the time. And, you know, it's in like these kind of like sheds and amphitheaters. So, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing to do. And you're done kind of early relatively and then so we would just like there would be nights to where i would like walk in a dressing room like hey guys what's going and they would be it it'd be like anthony and ben or anthony john and ben or john and anthony or john and ben and they would just be like almost like chanting and just banging on shit and then so of course it's like well i gotta get in on this so then i would hop in and then it just became this thing that we would just kind of do from time to time like i remember we were in we we got to play Red Rocks. Wow, so there. that's insane. And, yeah, and there's this tunnel that goes from where the stage is. It goes like under, you know, the the seating to get to front of house. And then so like we like are going in that tunnel, and then everybody just kind of stops. Like, oh my god, we gotta. And then it was most likely Anthony. Like, just starts off like oh, and then you know, we all get in on it. And like that night was just real special. Cause also like red rocks and the whole thing. And, but, um, you know, it, that, that whole tour was real great too. Cause everybody was uh, like, just always hanging out. Like we would like work out together during the day. And then like, there's once the show was done. It's like, Hey, you guys do anything? 
And then so that just kind of was a real special thing. And then kind of, I guess John and Anthony had gotten talking and because John had like had audio files on his phone that he'd recorded, you know, he just hit record on on the voice memos. Whatever. And then um, they had got to talking and Anthony was trying to convince John like, yo, let's just put these out. And John's like, let's maybe re- let's record better versions of them because they're like, you know, they're cool for what they were, but there are probably some moments in there that are pretty painful to listen to. Like, um, so, so then, uh, we just started or like John or like Anthony called me, John called me and, and then we started, uh, there was this text thread that John and Ben had. And, uh, the name of the text thread was fucking whatever. And, <laughs> They added me to it, and then we just started sending files back and forth. And then, so like they would, like, you know, like Anthony would send, like, here's me just singing. And then John would get it, and he would either add harmony or just add different layers with his voice. And then Ben would add, like, this percussive element to it. And then I would go in. Like there were some of those songs. I'm like, guys, like there's, I don't even know what I would do here. I just want to listen to it. It's fucking awesome. And then, so like with this encouragement, like I feel that <laughs> like that was a big part of the thing too, because for each individual guy, you know, like there was none of this, like, I feel like judgment that would normally, or like scrutiny, Mm-hmm. maybe is a better word that that would um come through about any of the parts anyone had because it was just everything that was coming through i think we were all just really like genuinely impressed and like wanting to see if like can we add to this can we top it can we kind of thing and and so it was kind of through that spirit was also it was just that this time to where it's like you know like I'm realizing like how much of my identity is wrapped up in what I do. And now I can't do what I do because of the pandemic, whatever. And then, so I'm like having like this, whatever mental meltdown. And then this comes along, you know, it's like this clandestine thing. Like, it's like, Hey, like, like the universe saying like, everything's going to be fine. You just do you. And here's some other people that appreciate what you do. And not only that, like you really appreciate what they're doing. And it, and so there was a lot of, not to sound too, you know, fucking uh, like Birkenstock wearing or anything like there, but like, I just think like that, that kind of love and care, like really kind of comes through. And I think it felt like that for a lot of the guys or, or for the other three guys as well. And originally the idea, you know, was just, well, we can, let's put this out and we can just help raise money for uh, just like the different clubs and workers, you know, everybody is just out of a job. Cause at the time, you know, we're scrambling like, okay, how can we, like, what can we do? Can we film us playing in our living rooms? Can we, like whole thing to try to raise money for folks. And then, uh, and then, so we put it on band camp and then it just became this thing of like, Oh wait, like we could probably, let's see if we can make it a physical thing. And then so like kind of organically, it just kind of grew. And now we have this record, which is pretty great. You sound so happy when you talk about it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's just so nice because also it's hard often. Well, like for me, it's hard sometimes to get out of like the the to get my head out of whatever expectation someone else might have of me. Mm-hmm. And then or even like whatever idea I've cultivated of myself, you know, like it's like hard to get out of that and just be. And then so through this, like I think like with with the timing of it and with how just how it came about and it there's I felt like like it was almost like a reminder in like in like in a way of like, hey, man, it could be like this. Just just be just be you. And then it doesn't matter. Maybe everybody's going to hate it. Who gives a shit? Because you know who likes it? Your buddies you're making it with. So who cares? <laughs> like, and then, so that was like uh, very reassuring and very up uplifting as well, you know? And then just for somebody who's like kind of, like for me, like I've, I've, I've always like had these, like, like real, or just a very huge in, like insecurity and they, and, and, and these, these uh like the superiority thing and this has always been something that i've struggled with and i feel like this was just a thing that has helped that just as much as any kind of therapy has you know i mean it does go back to the unexpected like there were no expectations you it organically happened this is this is the 90s version if you're saying where that kid is you know, that's doing it. You did it. You just did it in a different way. That's really beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So, and now it's just like, well, like, I hope we can do a full length (laughs) so that everybody's starting to get busy again. So it's hard to carve that time out, you know? Yeah. Um, I also thought it was funny as I'm listening back and I'm promised I will leave you go very soon is I haven't talked about any of the songs or the records, but I feel like you do that all the time. And I just, you know, I wanted to catch up. So I didn't know if there was anything like song related or thing you wanted to bring up. If I just, I just wanted to catch up. So hopefully that came across where it wasn't. Cause usually you talk about records the whole time. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Um, no, this has been really nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> there, there, there's a, yeah. I mean, if anybody would like to check it out, that would be, cause it's, it's so much fun. And, it, and, and there's, like a thing that I found, like even with talking with Anthony, like afterwards, like, or like after we would finish a song, you know, like calling him like, Oh man. And then like, eventually the conversation gets to like, well, what were you thinking? Like when you were like, cause I have an idea of maybe with where you were going and that's led me down this kind of to go like down this road with it, you know? And then like those songs, like the grand majority of them, like it's somehow we're all on this like same wavelength you know and then like even like talking with john or ben like oh well this kind of made me feel like this it's like oh my god dude that's exactly how it made like made me feel too this is amazing so it's almost like we were discovering this cool music that was new to us as we were making it (laughs) kind of thing i love that really fun feeling i love that i'm so happy that that happened um (laughs) me too in so in life what are you most looking forward to I'm most looking forward to, uh, wow. The first thing I thought was, um, I've been going like real hard, like with the moving and with all that stuff. And then, but I'm really looking forward to 
um, my buddy Greg is getting married in Long Island not too long from now. And there's a studio up there that I'm going to go to with the guys in Take Me Back Sunday right after that wedding. And I cannot wait for that because it's like that is just like either like be like, you know, with touring, like the days, the days um, don't so much love the days I've love the show because it's like just w- what I was talking about earlier being able to get lost so I'm looking forward to playing really looking forward to being in the studio because you get all these knobs you can turn and, and you can make all these sounds and then like I've, I've just I've missed that so much and so I'm really looking forward to that but I'm also looking forward to the shows with Jimmy World and Taking Back Sunday coming this October <laughs> hell yes I'll see you at Chainfest <laughs> Man, it's crazy. I'm so glad Chainfest is still going to happen. I know. I'm a little scared, but yes, I, I'm not scared in general, just like fucking Delta. But yeah, I want these. I, I'm glad it's yeah, outside. Right. Uh, Mr. AG will be there with the Circa fam. It should be a good party. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Um, well, cool. Well, um, I just want to thank you, Adam, for doing this. You've spent time of your night and probably your dinner. Like, I'm just so, just as like a friend that, I see you randomly, oh, but like, I'm so proud of you, man. I'm, I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you for, do you like, I'm going to start getting fucking choked up on that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, like just seeing you, like you no, fucking man, care. Because Well, it's like, I like got the email, like, Hey, would you be interested in doing this podcast? And I was like, yes, because I just hadn't <laughs> talked to you in so long, you know? And, and, and yeah, it's always nice to, catch up and then i even feel like especially just after and i hate to keep bringing it up but after the past year you know it's like real it just feels uh feels real great to talk to you and i'm glad you're doing well on your horse farm that's um, <laughs> like i said jealous still still jealous stop on the way down when you're when you're uh when you're on the what you on tour you're more than welcome and horses are really beautiful and terrifying animals because they're so big they're huge this one is they're, 17 hands the one that's the i don't know if you know sizing for horses but i have no idea what that means it's huge it's like over six feet tall oh my god dude like there was so like my mom for a, a while in high point she lived <coughs> in this house and behind the property the people had a horse farm and then uh so my dog at the time he was a puppy and i was like I had him on a leash, you know, we're trying to train him to go in, in the yard, but I'm like, we're walking around and then we're over at the fence by that property. And then a horse comes up and I got like scared. Like I like, kind of like tensed up and I'm like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? And I mean, it is the nicest little creature. They ended up playing with the puppy. I thought that was hilarious. And then, but yeah, like I was just surprised because I'd never been around a horse before. You know, I didn't know. I hadn't either. And now I'm like mucking the stall and like it like knows who I am. It like it it, 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 it like asks me for scratches. It is like a big dog. It's like a giant oh dog. That's yeah. amazing. It's pretty See? nuts. More jealous. Just getting more jealous. By <laughs> no. But I am proud of I'm just again, I feel like you're one of us up there. So whenever I would see you, whenever I'd hear something, it would just be like, you know, I don't know. It just it felt like someone from. NC uh, was rocking it and uh, it always felt really cool and um, I'm stoked to be able to hopefully Chain Fest happens and uh, be able to see you and um, I just I'm stoked that you took time for this because you've got a thousand million other things to do you got a family you got food to eat so thank you 
True. True. I do have both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for taking the time. It's so glad. I'm glad to hear you're doing well and then staying busy. And yeah, I'll uh, send me a text me a picture of that horse. Have a great rest of your evening, Adam. Okay, great, man. I'll talk to you later. All about it, baby.